Well, we spent most of the show yesterday saying what? No good. No, no news is good news on the front of williams Winery. That announcement may be going to happen next Monday, but is it? Is it going to happen next Monday? Because apparently, Parker reported something last night that, well, we thought we were six days away. We thought that this was going to be a long week to get there. Maybe it's going to be a long two weeks before we get to the decision of what I just, I need it done before my honeymoon on the 17th. Yeah. I'm gone the 17th through the 25th. So as long as it doesn't get pushed back any further, we're good here. But no, as things stand right now, uh, it actually appears as though the 14th is going to be the decision day for williams Nwaneri. So, I mean, you've waited a year and a half for this one. What's seven more days? But even so, man, it feels interminable right now. Quick quick uh, sidetrack. Uh, over under 0.5 commits for the 2024 class by the end of this segment. Well, uh, he's already gone public. Oh, ah, okay. So, so the over as, as of about 30 hits. seconds ago, okay. the Sooners have a second quarterback in the 2024 mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. as they have flipped three-star quarterback Brendan Zerbrug from Northwestern. Guys that can recruit, insert photo of Jeff Lebby here. I'm going to try to uh, (laughs) find a photo of Jeff Lebby on the internets and post it on the Ref Twitter account all during this segment. Let's see if I can accomplish that. But okay, yeah, um, and this was kind of a decision early on that this staff always wanted to take two quarterbacks. even I, maybe they even reached that decision before Michael Hawkins, but this kind of seemed like something that was always going to happen. They didn't get Samaj Jones. He goes to Cincinnati. They still have an offer out to the kid in Florida, right? I don't think that he's decided just yet. Well, he's going to go to Ole Miss. He's, he's going to go to Ole Miss. Yeah. So they were always going to take two quarterbacks, and they got it via a uh, Northwestern flip here. So I, I, it, it sounds like this kid really understands the situation that he's in. Like Jackson Arnold is the future. Jeff Lebby and Brent Venables have essentially said as much. And he knows what's coming in with him in this class and what's behind him and Kevin Sperry. Brennan Zerbrug sounds like a guy that knows the situation. Okay, if I'm going to have a chance here, I'm going to be a two, three-year developmental guy before maybe I get my first real opportunity. So we'll, we'll see if, if, if he ever starts a game at OU. Uh, I think most would say the odds of that probably aren't great, but your first two quarterback class in quite some time, man. I'll read you some quotes directly from the interview I did with Zerbrug last night because you're right. There's not an immediate path to playing time for him, at least not unless he really goes out there and earns it. But uh, what he told me last night was, I'm just looking forward to competing for the starting job as soon as I can. I think one of the reasons they recruited me was how well I matched the system. They do RPOs. There's reads off of really everything. So the quarterback has to have a good arm, an accurate arm, be a good decision maker with athleticism. And I think I bring all of that to the table. I think I'm a good fit for their system. So and, and beyond that, one of the things he also added was they're getting a top competitor. Yeah. A big-time competitor, yeah. winner, Let's and go. athletic playmaker. Heck yeah, so, athletic you know, playmaker. He understands what he's getting into at Oklahoma. He understands that wherever he's going, there's going to be competition, and he's going to have to earn his keep. He's just I mean, he's just a guy that's really eager to be able to do that at such a prestigious university as the University of Oklahoma. I, I guess there's um, an outside chance he is the third-string quarterback next year. I mean, how many times have we talked about the possibility – of Michael Hawkins Jr. being your backup quarterback and Dylan Gabriel, not, not Dylan Gabriel, Jackson Arnold being QB1 next year because Gabriel, Booty, and Bevel could all be gone after this year. That, that wouldn't be all that surprising. So 
They, when you look at it now, yeah, okay, I, I can see why. In the beginning, when it was kind of out there that the head coach wanted to take two quarterbacks, I thought, oh boy, okay, is that going to upset Michael Hawkins Jr.? Like, that's an interesting tactic, but when you look at it now and the possibilities that could happen this offseason – it, it, does, it does make a lot more sense as to why they'll take two. And it doesn't sound like it's affecting the Michael Hawkins decision literally at all. No, mentally, both these guys, Zerb Rugg and Hawkins, are cut from the same cloth. They're like, hey, bring it on. You know what? I'm going to control what I can control, regardless of what else is on the table in terms of competition. I'm going to play my best football, put my best foot forward, do all I can to devour the playbook and learn the ins and outs of the offense and let the chips fall where they may. Both of these guys are getting here next January. So they're both going to be early enrollees. There it is. Committed five minutes ago. Committed God's plan at Coach Leb, at Coach Venables, at OU Football. Brennan Zerbrug officially a part of the 2024 class, two-quarterback class. Yeah, back to williams area. It sounds like it might happen uh, a week from Monday now. So I, I, I think the answer to this is probably no, but let's just make sure. Does this impact any team's chances in the race for Williams-Winary, seeing as it's not going to be in six days, it might be in 13 days from the decision? No, not really. And if there were an opportunity for him to visit a school or two with the added time between now and the decision date, then maybe. But it's August 1st, dead period until the month of September. He's not going to be visiting anywhere at this point. It, whatever changes his mind will come in uh, will come by way of conversations over the phone and or increased NIL offerings. Ooh. Like, I, yeah. I, <laughs> let's call it like it is. We're talking about a five-star defensive lineman. Seriously. So, and there's a lot on the line for Missouri here and that coaching staff to get Williams Winery, right? Desperate times could call for desperate measures here. And I'm I I'm sure I I know they've already thrown out a very enticing NIL offer, but uh Missouri knows, that staff knows the situation that they're under, so they're going to get very, very aggressive. I saw Missouri listed today, Parker, in a story via The Athletic, time to panic at Colorado, Missouri, and Michigan State. Remember when we were all worried about Michigan State for a time and they were like this uh, trendy recruiting school? Yeah, that's not going their way right now. And Missouri, like, they need help big time with their recruiting class and when Aerie might be their way out at this point. So I take it you do not believe David Stone commits to Michigan State then? <laughs> I, I saw him tweet out a Michigan State offer like <laughs> seven minutes ago. No, yeah, you can uh, file me down as uh, I don't think he's going to go uh, – I don't think he's going to be Sparty. Uh, 405, hey guys, did williams Winery make that trip to Mizzou yesterday? It uh, doesn't sound like he, he did made not. that trip to Mizzou yesterday. He did not make the trip to Mizzou. Uh, Tommy says, congratulations to Brandon. Is there a 25 expected to commit today? You talking about Brendan Zerbrug? Brendan? Yeah, Brendan, not Brandon. Is there a 25 expected to commit today? I, we, we got a few of these messages uh, a few of these messages on our uh, Twitter accounts I think maybe Facebook as well isn't there a big defensive lineman that's supposed to commit today I don't know where that came from but I guess some people thought there was a chance that when Airy or Stone or some big time defensive lineman was going to commit and, today. And there there was a moment in time right where August 1st was the date that was being floated for when Airy and so there may there may be a few folks that just kind of fell out of the loop and uh, hadn't received the most recent updates on his process and figured, oh, okay, August 1st, I had that penciled in my calendar, five-star defensive lineman decision day. But no no, no commitments expected today beyond that of Zerbrug, to the best of my knowledge. 
a, a lot of folks saw a lot of tweets last night about August 1st. And, you know, oh, big things happening on August 1st. Can't wait for August 1st. Blessings all day on August 1st. That just has to do with the fact that coaches can now communicate openly with 2025 recruits yep. on August 1st. So it's really the first day where those channels really start to open up between coaches and prospects. Midnight this morning is when it essentially became open season for those guys. And so any tweets you saw about August 1st were in reference to that. And apparently Not any impending commitment. There was at least one prospect from Jasper, Texas, that OU wasted no time whatsoever reaching out to uh, when the 2025 period was, was open. Yeah, we'll no, they start hitting guys later. up right at midnight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, K.A. and B.A., I've seen that they may be trying to move uh, General Booty to tight end. Is this still a possibility? Also, is it a win if OU only gets Stone or Winery, or do they need to get both? Let's start with the uh, the last question there. <laughs> Before I was say, we get to uh, I, 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 uh, I think General you might have gotten trolled on the General Booty. Front. That was an April Fool's Day joke, uh, is, is what that was. Um, is it a win if OU gets Stone or Winery? I mean, yeah, it, it's a win in that, especially if you get Stone, that is the best interior defensive lineman or highest-ranked interior defensive lineman you would have gotten in, what, over a decade now? Um, now, the question is, do they need to get both? Well, like in terms of what's coming uh, in 2024 and beyond, yeah, they do need to get both. You need to get both because you, you feel like you're in the lead for both a, as of right now, right? Sure. That's, that's the way that I would say it. You need to get both because you are absolutely in position to get two top ten players. Sure. They're both five stars. They both can wreak havoc of their own volition. In conjunction, those two, especially plus a P.J. Atabare, a Jaden Jackson, even a Taylor Wine, who Miguel Chavis talked a lot about today at OU's local media day. Oklahoma could have a very scary defensive front two, three years down the road if they get both Stone and Nuaneri. Now, is it a win if you get one and not the other? Yes, I would say so, but it's... <laughs> you just it, go get it, two. It's, just not go the, get it's not the ideal outcome, admittedly. You'll take one. You would love to have two. If you get one, okay, great. If you get two, man, these fans are going to be walking on the moon. Yeah, especially if you combine that with Nigel Smith and, dare I say, Dominic McKinley along with that to get our hopes up a little bit on August 1st. You get those two, Nigel Smith. We'll see what happens with Dominic McKinley. Maybe he's the uh, maybe he's the outside shot out of those four. I, I, I don't know. I What you thought at least a week ago that OU led for Dominic McKinley, so we'll see. But um, it could be a special defensive line class in a very special month of August as we as we talked about yesterday and as we will continue to talk about today. This could be a very memorable month. As we started off August 1st today, this could be a very memorable month for OU football recruiting. Man, Very memorable. Next week, I believe, is going to be a very memorable week on these airwaves as Teddy Lehman intentionally mispronounces Brandon Zerbrug's name in who knows what kind of fashion. Uh, intentionally? I think at least uh, initially it may be, <laughs> you know, the Zerbrug. Legitimate uncertainty? It'll just be the Zerbrug kid for about the first eight months the or Zerbrug so. Kid. Hey, we have a new uh, hour sponsor, by the way. Okay. Welcome to the show, Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. 
Happy to have you as the 2 o'clock hour sponsor. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno, I-40 and exit 125. Just 20 minutes from OKC, a little drive to big savings. All right, so you got us until 6 p.m. today, and we got a lot to get to. Emmett Jones, <laughs> he's a hell of a recruiter. He's great giving quotes as well. So we'll talk about his comments on recruiting, Gavin Freeman, July winners in recruiting, and a whole lot more coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans inside the Buffalo Wild Wing studio today where I see the app map. I see you guys listening nationwide on the free KREF app. Jonesboro, Arkansas is tuned in today. Edna, Texas, Sacramento, California, Perry, Maine, Lexington, Kentucky, Springboro, Ohio, and then someone on the uh, text line said, Cloud Chief, Oklahoma. Yes, seriously, that is a real place. It's by Cordell. Cloud Chief. I've never heard of Cloud Chief, Oklahoma, and I could totally be getting trolled right now. That is a definite possibility. Okay. However, well. I will trust the text line that that is a real place by Cordell and say Cloud Chief is a small Oklahoma town of the day. Wow. If it so does we, we, exist, it's definitely under the threshold of 10,000. Uh, no question about that, but we I, I feel like we need to verify its identity before we officially dub it the small town of the day. Okay, here you go. Cloud Chief, a small, unincorporated community in Washita County, How Oklahoma. How about that? Thank you for that. Once Great submission. the county seat of Washita County, it is now considered a ghost town. Only a few buildings remain, mostly in disrepair. Hmm. Well... So there's, you're saying no crutes out there? Can't no be, crutes. Can't be looking under rocks out there at uh, Cloud Chief for some three stars or four stars? At its peak popularity, Cloud Chief had about 700 people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it's always fit under the uh, threshold for us, 10,000. Ref Army Locator brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and on Main Street in Norman. Shop K&N for all of your home furnishing and design needs, offering both new and custom furniture, the original one-stop shop. Uh, July recruiting winner, I thought OU would be one. On three says, eh. Rival says, yeah, they were a July recruiting winner. On three has Florida State, Georgia, Auburn, Tennessee, and Ohio State as their five recruiting winners in July. I think Rivals, I think Gorney had ten, and he included OU in that as a uh, July recruiting winner with the uh, six commits that they got. I would say that's pretty undeniable that Oklahoma was one of the top ten recruiting winners in July. They got a case for top five, a surefire case, not necessarily. But I think if you expand it to the 2025 class and are mindful of the fact that Oklahoma landed Kamari Moore and Elijah Thomas in 2025, I would say certainly they're one of the top five winners. Um, speaking of rivals, how about a, a quick fact or fiction here? Okay. Like they like to throw out. Fact or fiction, the month of August <laughs> is shaping up to be the single best Cruton month OU has had since Brent Venables took the job. Fact or fiction? The best Cruton month single, since Brent Venables took the job. Single best Cruton month since Brent Venables and staff showed up. The month of August. If all goes according to planned fact. Like it, you're dealing with a lot of hypotheticals contained within that question. Yes, I am. But if the decisions that we expect to go Oklahoma's way do indeed go Oklahoma's way, in the month of August. Yes, 
without question, I would say this is the best recruiting month of Brent Menable's tenure because for my money, you don't even have to look past the three top guys on the wish list right now. David Stone, Williams Nguyenary, Grant Bricks. If you get those three... That, that man, itself makes it, <laughs> seriously. And you already got one this month, huh? Already on the board yeah, this so, month. Yeah, and you already got Zerbrug. Michael Boganowski's probably going to decide this month. Eli Bowen's probably going to decide this month. Josh Sosa's definitely going to decide this month. There are plenty of decisions that can and likely will go your way in the 2024 class in August to say nothing of 2025 because and I know Brandon Drum probably said something similar when he was on the air earlier with Steely, but Oklahoma could have another handful of 2025 commits by the end of the month. Yeah, um, I, I did uh, write down one quote from Brandon regarding that uh, of Williams Winery and that recruitment. Maybe you've heard of it. Okay. Brandon said, quote, OU feels they're in a really good spot, end quote. That's the only quote I got, but that was an important quote. He says uh, he feels like, uh, OU feels like they're in a very good spot, which is I don't think that that's very surprising to hear for people that listen to the show every day. No, it really isn't. OU has kind of always felt they're in a good spot. Even before they led this recruitment, there was a ton of confidence from the Oklahoma circle that ultimately they were going to assume the lead for Nguyenary and hang on to it. Um, is Emmett Jones a better recruiter or a better soundbite? Because after today, I mean, this man, he upset Texas Tech fans. Bro. He just took a number two all over the city of Austin earlier today. Bro. I don't know what he didn't do <laughs> like, when he spoke to the media for 15 or 20 minutes To be minutes fair, today. I, what I'm beginning to sense as I spend more time on social media is that it is incredibly easy to work up the Taco Tech. God, they're looking for like, a fight, man. Well, And the thing is, Emmett Jones said something much more derogatory about Texas <laughs> than he said anything about Texas Tech. He basically called Texas soft. Like, mean, he did. Like, he did. <laughs> In so many words, he did. Texas fans don't care about that comment at all. But you can tell, like, the insecurity... From the panhandlers out in West Texas is visible in full force right now. Because all Emmett Jones had to do was tell the story of how Joey McGuire and his staff told him to back off Gavin Freeman when he got to Texas Tech. And instantly, you got people with cactus emojis in their Twitter bios hitting the social media universe to say, I can't believe Emmett Jones would show this lack of professionalism. This wasn't the Emmett Jones we came to know. Most overrated receiver coach in the business. So many can attest to that. It's like, seriously? He didn't even offer his opinion on the Gavin Freeman situation. All he did was say that that staff told me to back off the kid, so I did. Yeah. <laughs> Tech fans on social media, I swear, like they all wear tap out T-shirts, just looking for a fight. That's what they are. The guy at the tap out shirt with at the bar, just ready to pick a fight with anyone. What an angry bunch they are. Yeah, uh, Emmett Jones said today, "quote I got a text saying, don't talk to him anymore. We're trying to separate." He was just relaying what the staff at that time, how they, how, what they told him, how how to go about the Gavin Freeman recruitment. They had an offer out to Gavin Freeman, but they he said, hey, we're trying to separate from this guy. Just basically ghost him, essentially. Just ghost him. And that's what he's saying today is, I was told to ghost him, and so that's how I handled that. Now he's at OU, and now everyone is talking him up today. 
Yeah, I ended up coaching him anyway. He ended up playing quite a bit for Oklahoma as a true freshman walk-on, and now Brent Venables arguably talks more about him than any other individual player on the roster heading into his sophomore season. Oh, by the way, he's on scholarship now. I mean, like, that comment, he's just relaying. I, you're right, though. I can't believe that that is a much bigger comment than this one. From where I was raised, we all kind of viewed Austin a certain way. You got to show me you got thick skin. End quote. That is that is saying <laughs> they soft down there without using the word soft. I, he essentially said that Texas very soft, Austin very soft, a different place. And that quote's probably not doing a whole lot. It's just the, the, all the tech fans are riled up. Oh, the Air Comforts, or I'm sorry, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. There's a listener in the 405 that said, Sand Aggies are very sensitive. That they are, yeah. Sharks well, have to throw batteries and tor- uh, tortillas on the field. Shark says, losers usually are angry. <laughs> Jay in Tulsa says, Texas Tech bands are still wearing Affliction and Ed Hardy t-shirts and likely carrying their phones in their uh, back pockets. That's so accurate. Cherokee mm-hmm. Sooner says, Tech fans are Joe Rogan and Zuki. I'm glad that we can all come together on this one. <laughs> we can all come together on making fun of Tech fans. Thanks. Gather around, text these, line. These people are the worst, Tyler. They're the worst. Like, and I actually, I wouldn't say I've gone to bat for Tech fans in the past. But Steely, as you know, has a vendetta against all things Red Raider. And has for years. And he'll say some stuff that one might consider out of pocket every now and again. And I'll try to cool him off on it. But then you have a day like this where tech fans are making fools of themselves over literally nothing on social media, over nothing more than the fact that their head coach decided not to take a slot wide out from the state of Oklahoma. And I can't help but go, you know what? In retrospect, Steely, you hit the nail on the head. I don't know which text is, uh, which which one's meaner. Uh, Tyler from Kellyville saying tech fans smell like Axe body spray, or from the 580, Missouri fans are worse than tech fans. I, I, probably the Axe body spray. Do, do do tech fans use deodorant though? I think we need to we need to find that out and confirm that first. I'm, I'm not sure. Ladonna from Lubbock hates tech more than any of us combined. And anytime tech is brought up, like Ladonna may be absent on the text line for three or four hours, but the first time we mention tech, she comes on here and she's like, "God, I hate tech with a passion. <laughs> I hate him so much." So we need her to confirm that tech fans actually wear Axe body spray or any kind of deodorants. Cam, uh, Cam on the text line says, Parker, never call Texas Tech panhandlers. They are considered South Plains. I'm from Amarillo. That's where the panhandle is located. We despise sand Aggies. Congrats on your upcoming wedding. Thank you, Cam. Yeah, I no- said uh, I was in Amarillo for that show last year, the OU Caravan, and I think I said I was in West Texas, and I was quickly uh, corrected on that. Really? Yeah, I said, yeah, out here because, in West like, Texas. Their whole their whole thing with their recruiting campaign last year in the 2023 cycle was hashtag West Texas tough. Yeah, I mean, at least Amarillo was, they they were somewhere oh, okay. claiming it's not quote-unquote West Texas. I, I don't know. Camo so Sooner weird. says, hey, Tech fans, shut up and go chase a tumbleweed. Mm. Uh, a listener in the 580 says, mm. Tech fans are still bitter about what could have been with Baker Mayfield. Sam in Tulsa says, let the season of retribution begin. Colin KC, there is a common denominator amongst TTU and Mizzou fans. Meth. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is exactly right, Cole. Meth, it is the common denominator. Uh, Brian in Tulsa says, wait, tech fans are real? 
Um, you wouldn't know it if you were at Jones AT&T Stadium in the second half of a game. Those heathens show up for the first half just to say awful things to the opposing team and opposing fans, and they're out of there by the third quarter, but they mostly exist on the internet like Miami this fans. This is such a good diss from Sugar Shane in Newcastle. Tech fans don't wash their clothes. They just spray them with Febreze. <laughs> Elite work. Frisco yeah. Sooner says, what the hell is wrong with carrying your phone in your back pocket? Is that not cool now? Hey, we're just oh, go no, with this. Yeah, just, just go with just it. Just roll with it. We, we're listen. just making fun of them. Yeah, no infighting here. Right now, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is unified in their hatred of Texas Tech fans. By the way, we got to start a LaDonna from Lubbock relocation fund. Or something. I think she's already started that fund. She she is trying to to get back here as soon as possible. From from my understanding. Uh, from the 405, that's me in Jonesboro, Arkansas. These hog fans are crazy out here, and the Red Wolves know they don't have a shot in September. Can't wait to smack them all around. Yeah, CBS had their uh, one through however many teams rankings today, their preseason rankings. Arkansas State came in at a cool 113 in uh, CBS preseason. 113 yeah. out of 131. Yeah, so Arkansas State at 113, Tulsa at 119. So not a whole lot of belief in Butch Jones, then. Uh, Butch Jones is on the hot seat. Butch Jones is very much on the hot seat going into uh, this year. It's always funny to watch the trajectory of certain coaches' careers because you'll be like, man, I remember, like for in Butch Jones' case, like, man, I remember when that guy was the head coach at Tennessee, and they loved him there. And they were of the opinion that he was the one that was going to bring them back to the Philip Fulmer glory days. And now we're here in 2023, and it's like, yeah, Butch Jones probably going to get fired by Arkansas State. Yep. Yeah, and that's after uh, being Nick Saban's special assistant, which one of the more odd things is he was like in that off-the-field role with Nick Saban right after he got fired from Tennessee. Alabama beats Tennessee the next year because, well, they were probably like 28-point favorites in that game. Yeah. And they dumped, they doused uh, uh, Butch Jones with the uh, Gatorade cooler after the game. And he was, like, smiling and all happy about it. It was a little, little strange. L- l- thought that that was a little strange. Maybe the most recent moment of joy in Butch Jones's life. Maybe so. 405-651-3439 is the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line. More fiery Emmett Jones comments from OU Media Day today and a whole lot more recruiting. Does OU still they have a chance at four-star linebacker Peyton Pierce? Brandon said, oh, you could have a chance if they have a really good year this year. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on The Ref, we are the Homeless Sooner fans. Don't forget to download the free KREF app and official KREF app as well. Search KREF in the App Store. It's going to come in handy this college football season. If you are on the road at a road game, want to hear the Ref's pre- and post-game coverage, well, just dial us up anytime worldwide via the Ref app, and you can hear all of our coverage, all training camp and football season long. Uh, Here's a story via Rivals. Predictions for top 10 uncommitted recruits. First uh, prospect that's listed, actually it's K.J. Bolden. Uh, The second one that's listed is five-star defensive lineman David Stone. Rivals says OU, Michigan State, Miami look to be the core trio of programs he's been considering the most. And since the decision date's on August 26th, they're going to go with those three as the three favorite programs. They go on to say, Half, OU is the hometown program and has been able to get Stone back on campus for key recruiting events all offseason. From the spring game to teammate and suitor commit Jaden Jackson's official visit weekend, which seems to be a lot for him to pass up. Their official prediction on rivals 
is that David Stone uh, ends up at Oklahoma. On you August don't 26. say. So, I, I just don't think that you're going to find many, if any, uh, like legitimate predictions that would have Stone going elsewhere. I just I, – I find it comical that someone that works for the same network as me at one point put in a future cast for Ohio State, a future cast that still stands, by the way, and said – Ohio State is a sneaky contender here. Yeah, well, I think... Like, like, Ohio State. Did they even make the top six? Uh, I'm trying to remember who... I don't don't feel like they were. No. It's... OU's the leader right now, and it feels like it's going to be the lead. They're, they're going to win out on August 26th. I, I know what we've been burned before by big-time five-star defensive line prospects, but Travis and I even agreed on Friday that we feel more confident that David Stone is going to end up in OU's class than Williams Winery. Uh, watch A&M bag him again. Same as they Don't did say with that. I don't even know why you'd put that out in the universe. That's so cruel of you. <laughs> One year later, the exact same thing. Uh, Okay, so Brandon was on with Steely earlier, and Peyton Pierce, what, Lovejoy, Texas, four-star linebacker committed to Ohio State. Yeah, that's right. Brandon said that um, he doesn't think that OU's necessarily out of this. They're going to have to have a really good season. Where uh, where are you at on the four-star backer that's currently committed to Ohio State? Would Would I count on him flipping right now as we sit here today? No, absolutely not. Uh, he's very solidly committed to Ohio State. And we're I know we're going to keep fielding this question probably about on a weekly basis from now until signing day. But I do think I agree with Brandon. If Oklahoma wants to end up with Peyton Pierce in the fold, they're going to have to have a really good season. They're going to have to bet on Peyton Pierce getting a little bit reticent about going that far from home and from everything he's ever known because he's got a ton of family in Oklahoma, obviously got a ton of family in DFW, so everything is within a two, two-and-a-half-hour radius for him. Ohio State's a long way away, and it's a prestigious school. He loves James Laurinaitis. He's real comfortable with the fit there. If it comes to, If it comes down to late November, early December, though, and – you actually come face-to-face with putting your signature on a piece of paper and making a decision that's going to alter the trajectory of your young life, it is only natural to wonder if maybe Peyton Pierce is going to have some second thoughts about that kind of thing, especially with how pro-OU his family is. That said, I, I do feel as though, and I've said this before, I feel as though something has to go wrong on the Ohio State side in order for Oklahoma to flip the kid. Hopefully that's getting beat by uh, Michigan again for the third time this year. Maybe a 17-21 point beatdown by the Wolverines in Ann Arbor this year could help that out. Doubtful, but uh, anything could help, I guess, right? Maybe OU will have so much momentum on the recruiting trail. Maybe they close with everyone that they need to close on for the most part. They have a good year, and maybe that momentum's enough for him to at least rethink things. I, I, I don't know, but I'm... Ohio State's a team that's probably going to win 10-plus games, so I don't see them crashing and burning this year. Um, yeah, that one's, that one's going to be tough to flip. But, I mean, here's the thing is, if they don't get another linebacker, I mean, you'll still take Braden Platt. Seems like he's in Oregon lane right now. Um, you can put a lot of attention in trying to flip Peyton Pierce at this point. I mean, you, you kind of have those resources in the time if, if that's what you really want to do. I think Oklahoma – is going to be more than content to proceed with James Nesta as their only linebacker in the 2024 class. And if that is indeed what happens, 
I don't imagine anybody is going to have any bones to pick, especially with the linebacker class that Oklahoma just signed in 2023. And I really think adding Taylor Heim at the 11th hour, the lone signee of the February signing period for Oklahoma, adding him really gave you some breathing room in terms of what you have to do or what you feel like you have to do as far as recruiting that position in 2024 because Taylor Heim's already turned some heads. That kid can run. And he needs to pack on weight, sure. Most freshmen do. But alongside Omasigo and Carter and Phil Pachotti, that's somebody that offers a lot of long-term upside at linebacker. So very interested to see what his development looks like over the next couple of years. Uh, we do have a text from Lubbock from a Tech alum. Oh, boy. First-time texter. Thank you for being a first-time texter on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Aaron from Lubbock says, Tech alumni here. Got on here, got on to hear some recruiting news and starting catching strays. We're not all that bad, but it's all love. At least we're not Aggies or Longhorns. Okay, there you and go. That That's sentence fair. is very fair. Well, at least you're not Texas or AM fans. It's a different different crowd out there in Lubbock, but at least you're not a cult like a college station. I'd rather be psychotic than be a part of a cult like it's going on at AM. I'll give you that, Tech fans. Colin Claremore asked, serious question, is the TJ that I saw on the news last night the same TJ at KREF? Sounded very similar. Was TJ Perry the topic of a news story last night? If that was the case, I I did not see or hear that. I'm not sure. I will uh, get back to you on that one. (laughs) Ronnie Crimson says, is something going on with Xavier Robinson? He just tweeted, wow, and took all of the OU stuff out of his bio. Oh, no. Oh, no. Really? This again? Mm. (sighs) Well... I'll look around. Mm. I'll look around. I, like, I'll check. I'll I'll do. I don't due know what he'd be saying. It, wow, like, about is the uh, Andy Bass news something that Xavier Robinson doesn't like? That's 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 interesting. I don't, I don't think that they are necessarily identical players, though they're both in-state prospects. Oh, you. I. I mm. Well. I'm going to have to make some te- or send some texts and make some calls to figure out what exactly the wow is with Xavier Robinson. But uh, never a good sign when a kid wipes his social media of all OU-related. Co- also not great because if if something is up, and I again, I have no idea what's going on with Xavier Robinson. This is pure speculation at this point. But if something is the matter, that's not great for Oklahoma because that's an in-state kid who is high school teammates at Carl Albert with so many other OU commits and targets. Including uh, Marcus James, who you just put in a future cast for, 2025 outside linebacker. Yeah. I like like OU to land Marcus James right now. And, shoot, they're going to have probably the best shot moving forward, especially given the Sperry connection, with Tristan Haynes and Trene Washington. So, not one you want to screw up. If you're OU, no, it just it just sounds very weird that Xavier Robinson would have uh, that co- like that that is the new thing, right? Scrub your social social media yep. to know everyone that maybe you're unhappy or potentially uh, available uh, now. It's, it's 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 a weird thing. It's a new thing, but it kind of is the thing now, I guess. Uh, speaking of uh, in-state uh, recruiting, Jeff Lebby said, "Quote: Coach Brent Venables' leadership has led to more of an emphasis on recruiting in-state prospects." In quotes. And I think that we could probably all agree with that, right? Uh, there's still some prospects out there that you would like uh, for OU to have closed on maybe in last year's cycle or have offered by now in this year's cycle. But 
for the most part, they're doing a much better job in state. And that's really showing up uh, in 2024 and 2025. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More OU Cruton coming up next right here on The Ref. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC bringing you locked in with McComas and Thune live on The Ref. In case you missed it, OU got another commit for 2024 about, I don't know, 45 minutes ago. Brandon Zerbrug, second quarterback commit for 2024. Three-star flips from Northwestern to OU. Some uh, recruiting nationally. Big pickup for Shane Beamer and the boys today. They get five-star edge Dylan Stewart um, from Washington, D.C. Nick Harbour is from D.C. as well, right? Yeah, he is, man. How about five-star edges in back-to-back cycles? For the University of South Carolina. Good for them. Mad props to Shane Beamer and Sterling Lucas and that whole staff. Uh, linebacker Gage Go- uh, Goldberg. Yeah, Bill's son. Bill Goldberg. Gage is his son. He's a linebacker. He was offered a preferred walk-on spot by Nick Saban in Alabama. So, we'll see if uh, Bama has a Goldberg at linebacker moving forward in the uh, in the SEC. Anything uh, on Xavier Robinson during that break? Uh, I sent a couple texts. I'm still trying to find out. But... This is an elite text from Cherokee Sooner. This is why he's a five-star texter. I dated a tech fan once. She looked like an angel but ate like a truck driver. <laughs> yes. That is elite. That's uh, that's five-star plus territory right there. Nice job, Cherokee Sooner. From the 817, serious question. How many personal foul penalties does Lewis Carter receive from violent hits? I pray one is to the mullet. Yeah. I assume he, the mullet in this case is referring to Quinn Ewers. He didn't have the Gundy. mullet anymore. He doesn't have the mullet anymore. If it's if you're talking about Quinn Ewers, is he still going to be referred so to just, as the mullet, even if though if he doesn't have one? Who knows, man. Sugar Shane in Newcastle, they pulled his offer to appease Caden yeah, Durham. Yeah, I, I just that, that's what a lot of people are saying. Like it, it feels like Caden Durham's um that's that's gonna be LSU. Yeah, I know it's not over between OU and Caden Durham, and I know they're still trying. But you don't I, – I struggle to believe that there is any world in which Brent Venables and his staff would do that to Xavier Robinson because that's an in-state kid for one thing and he's teammates with your prized 2025 quarterback commit. And there, if there's one school <laughs> over the next few years, Tyler, where you don't want to screw up their relationships. 100%, man. Lee's Summit North is probably towards the top of the list, but at the top of the list yep. is Carl Albert High School. Yeah. What do you have, five offers outs? Is it five offers? It's five you have or out? six. Five, yeah. 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 And including a quarterback commit that could be one of the best in, in 2025. You're right. You don't want to and, – and it would just be weird. What's? It's been about a month, may, maybe a little bit more, since Xavier Robinson's committed to OU. Like, it hasn't been that long. It, it would just feel – I just don't think like an offer was pulled or anything like that. But um, a lot of people are saying that he didn't scrub anything on his social media, that people are still seeing a lot of OU stuff on there. Interesting. I know he uh, – right now his profile picture, his cover photo, his bio, his pin tweet, none of it references Oklahoma. Now, I don't know for sure whether it was that way before or not, but – I, I I don't know. Inevitably, a recruit sends out a cryptic tweet like that, and people are going to freak out. So I'm, I'm working to get to the bottom of it. Kaysen says, rumor I've heard is staff told him there's not room. Again, that's just scuttlebutt. I don't see the staff doing this because, one, in-state, two, 
Carl Albert is a hotbed, and hotbed is in all caps right now. And yeah, if you have five or six offers to the same school, I think you can put hotbed in all caps. But Kaysen's saying the scuttlebutt is the staff told him that there's not room. But that just, I mean, that, I guess that could be the case, but the, we've known and the staff has known for a while that they were probably going to get Taylor Tatum, right? That they had a great chance to get Caden Durham, and all the while they had an offer out to Xavier Robinson. There was a lot of interest there as well. So, like, this is like this situation right now is nothing new. This is not anything out of left field that we wouldn't have predicted, what, a month and a half, two months ago. So, that's just why it doesn't add up to me. It's very odd. And maybe there's just nothing going on here. Maybe, maybe there's nothing. It is, <laughs> especially as a recruit. It's a very questionable move to just tweet, tweet wow with uh, yeah, no context. I know. But it could just be that, I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe it's something as stupid as he lost a Call of Duty game or something. Like, who, who honestly knows? I, I, I'm reaching out to several people to try and get more insight on what the deal is, if there is a deal with Xavier Robinson. But again, you don't burn bridges at Carl Albert. You try not to burn bridges anywhere. You certainly don't burn bridges at Carl Albert with how much that school is going to do for you over the next few recruiting cycles. OU Optimus says, I heard he got a second cheeseburger in his to-go order after only ordering one. Wow! It's my lucky day. Get a few extra nuggets in the That's what happens. combo. That's like, what happens if you're an OU commits. Now, a few extra chicken nuggets in the McDonald's bag meant a little thing, uh, meant something else at Tennessee under Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> Patrick says, Parker, go on your honeymoon and come back at the end of August. Get away from the madness. We're sick people. We are sick well, people. It's uh, it's not always fun following this stuff. But I get back the day before David Stone commits, so I'm going to do my best just to check out for a week. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping that williams Winery doesn't continue to push back this announcement and you're, uh, you're gone while it happens. And hopefully I'm not getting back to a bunch of texts saying, David Stone to Miami, David Stone to Miami, David Stone to Miami. It's the last thing. He I might do. make you believe on social media leading up to that it's going to be Miami. Can you imagine the rumors that we're going to hear going into that one? Oh, boy. All right, The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on The Ref.